Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast, where we bring you immersive, inspiring, and international travel stories of freedom and adventure from travelers around the world. Here is your host, Hayden Lee. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, I suppose. How's it going, guys? Welcome to the Travel Stories Podcast. This is another episode of Hayden's Travel Journal. This one's going to be a longie. Just made up a word there. We've got a few things to get through before we dive in. Firstly, next week's episode, the one that airs on Monday, The Travel Story, is one of my own. You guys have been asking for it, and I thought I'd deliver. It's going to be fun. We have a co-host for the episode, or rather a stand-in host. It is Jackie Nurse from the budget-minded traveler. We had her on way back when to tell her own story. And man, I love Jackie. She's so cool. So I thought, let's bring her back on. She can be the host. It was interesting being the guest on my own show. It was really, really fun. So that's going to be a great episode. And secondly, if you'll remember last episode, we had a question from a listener regarding what to do in Boston. Jerry from Derry wants to know where to go, what to do. And I put the question out there to the listeners. And it's funny, actually, when the episode was having its show notes written for it by our amazing writer, Nicole, I realized she said, oh, this guy wants to know what's happening in Boston. And I was like, oh, yeah, Nicole lives right next to Boston. So and she said, I've got loads of things he should do. I know everywhere he should go. I know all these little things. So I thought, Let's get her on. I want you guys to start meeting the team. Nicole, Nicole Mello is, I always say that in a Brazilian accent. I'm so sorry, Nicole. She is a writer. She is a creative writing major at Cambridge, Massachusetts, which she tells me is right next to Boston. She's written six novels, over 300 short stories, and countless poems. And now she writes for the Travel Stories podcast as well. And she is just great at what she does. So I thought I'd bring her on, get you guys to meet her. I think you're going to love her, man. She is one of my favorite people. I know I say it a lot. She's one of my favorite people in the world. There are a lot of people in this world, and she is one of the good ones. So with me, I have Nicole. Nicole, how's it going? Good. How's it going? I'm really, really, well, really well. I've just walked through the door. We've just been talking about this. I've just walked through the door and put on my headphones, and here we are. I've been sat here th- saying, what was I thinking about? And how do I talk again? So thank you for bearing with me. Nah, it's okay. You'll pull yourself together eventually. Oh, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, I've brought you on, as you know, because we had a guy, Jerry from Derry, ask what (laughs) there is to do in Boston. And you were living where at the moment? Cambridge. Cambridge. Literally right next door. Oh, really? Is it like the next city over or something? Yep, it's. I think it's actually technically a part of Boston. No, like one of the way. little sub towns. How cool! And it's interesting because I, when I when I was answering the question, I was like, "Well, I don't know anything. I'll throw it to the listeners." And then, um, <laughs> as I said in the in the intro, Nicole does our, our show notes and all our writing, and and she just said to me while she was writing it, she was listening to the episode. She goes, "He wants to know what's in Boston," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, what are your thoughts, Boston? Like, he's an Irish guy, so obviously there's some Irish things to do there. I would imagine. I haven't been to Boston. I've been to Massachusetts, but not Boston. And um, so that's kind of where I'm coming at it from. But what do you think, knowing Boston, having been to Boston, living near there? What do you think? What should the, what should he do? Well, when you go to Boston, there's like always like the typical tourist stuff, like you know, to go to Fenway Park, which is like the oldest park in uh, America, and Faneuil Hall and the aquarium and all the museums, and like they're fun and they're like popular for a reason. Mm. But like the ones, the stuff that I go to is like more, it's not as popular, which I'm guessing would be more fun for travelers. Mm, always. Like kind of get like more niche stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. 
then one of my favorite things to do is go on the Freedom Trail, which Ooh, is like sounds yeah. interesting. It's like integrated into Boston because Boston is like big American revolutionary city. So you can, uh, it's actually like brick laid in our streets that you can follow the Freedom Trail through everything that was important back then. No way. It's pretty cool. And they actually, you can do it by yourself. You can do it with a tour. But when you do it by yourself, they actually have a podcast that you can listen to to guide you. They do? They do. Cool. What's it called? The Official Freedom Trail Podcast. The Official Freedom Trail Podcast. That's awesome because he did ask for podcasts as well. Yeah. And the... What are some other ones? Like when you're in Boston, we have the waterfront, which is always awesome. They have tall ships and there's museums there. And of course, they throw all that tea in the harbor, which is hard to pass up. <laughs> they threw the tea in the harbor? What's that? That was the Boston Tea Party back in the way See, old I days. Have, I have no knowledge of American history. This is the thing, right? Really? <laughs> yeah. So, in the States, when you guys learn history, you learn a lot of American history, which is understandable. <laughs> but yeah. here we learn, you know, English, Greek, and all this other stuff. But we rarely touch on, on American history. So, I know, I mean, I can name one president you know and so you know what i mean so it's i always find that american stuff interesting it's like i'm going into stories again this is what i do you know me so it's like when i was in australia right and they said this building is 200 years old and i'm like man the house i grew up in was 300 come on you're gonna have to do better than that <laughs> but no that's cool so the boston tea party i've heard of that is it a yeah. guy is it a few guys hanging around drinking tea and having a party no, it was uh, actually being an American history major in Boston. It was uh, the Sons of Liberty, which were the people rioting against the British, decided to throw a shipment of tea from the East India Company into the water so it was unusable because they weren't going to pay in response to the Tea Act that well, got put that's out. that's just rude. <laughs> They didn't even just get rid of it. They wanted it ruined. <laughs> yeah. It's not just they put it over there somewhere. It's just ruined. It's well, that's just ruined. rude. Uh, I, I do accept your apology, but... I, I would know. never apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, what yeah. else is there in Boston for Jerry? Um, I... Two of the places that I love, if you like, want to like look at Boston, is um, Public Open Night at the Boston University Observatory. Which is you can just like look at Boston's like entire night sky over the city. Oh wow! It's amazing. It's so good. If you go on Wednesday, you can go right it right up into the tower. And where's that? That's at Boston University. Boston University, right? Yeah. And so he just walks into the uni and says, "I want to see the what was it again? <laughs> I want to see the stars. I want to see the stars. I want to see all of Boston. Take me <laughs> okay, there. Yeah. yeah, whisk me away. Cool." The <laughs> thing at a uh, Skywalk. It's called Skywalk Boston. You can go up to the 52nd story up above Boston and look out over the entire city. No way. It's so cool. It's one of my favorite places. That's awesome. Man, you're making me want to go to Boston now. I know. It's it's beautiful. It's such a beautiful city and so much history for America. That's so cool. I'm going to have to go there, mainly to see where Steven Tyler and Joe Perry grew up. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's other stuff, I guess. <laughs> whatever yeah right <laughs> it's all about aerosmith <laughs> awesome well listen thank you so much for coming on and telling jerry what to go and uh, what to oh, go well. where to go and what to do there we go we're making up awesome. sentences <laughs> what to go and where to do yep and no where to do kind of works anyway 
Yeah, we'll allow it. Yeah, that's it. I'm speaking to my writer and I'm messing up sentences. This is not cool. Not cool. That's why you need me. Exactly. I could never do... See, this is the thing, guys. I could never do what Nicole does. She she brings so much to the team. Her writing is amazing. And if you want to see some really, really awesome writing, go into the show notes of this episode, right? And there'll be a link to her writing. And it's... You do mainly fiction, right? I do. Mm. I do. It's awesome, man. It's what would I, what would I liken it to? I don't know. See, the main writing I read a lot. It, the only book that I take uh, traveling with me is uh, a collection of Vincent Price poems. Vincent Price? Huh? No, Edgar Allan Poe poems. I get those <laughs> two mixed Price up, obviously, right? I, well, how good would they be? I'd imagine that'd be awesome. He was into that his art. Awesome. So. No, Edgar Allan Poe poems. Um, that's that's and, good. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And, uh, and I would liken it not to those, but <laughs> maybe it's because I know you're, you're in Massachusetts. It's some, there's something very American about it. You know, there's an American writing style in a way that's, yeah. you know, different to the British and everything like that. I can kind of see that coming through, you know? Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good thing. It is a good thing. I can appreciate it. <laughs> so, yeah, guys, I would recommend, I would thoroughly recommend checking that out. So, you can find that in the show notes. And, Nicole, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Is there anything, actually, you'd like to leave our listeners with? Is there anything you'd like to tell them? Hmm. Or ask them? Ooh, could I ask them something? <laughs> yes, yes, you sure can, yeah. Ooh. What? Hmm. What have you done in Massachusetts that you don't think I've done? Because oh, I'm always looking for new great. stuff to do where I live. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. great. So that's to you guys. What have you done in Massachusetts that Nicole hasn't done? <laughs> there will be some guesswork there, but they should know what I've done. If <laughs> yeah, right. Paid any attention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fire them through, and uh, we'll get a conversation going. Thanks again, Nicole. It's been awesome. Thank you. Have awesome. A good time. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Bye. Righty, thanks again to Nicole for that. I thoroughly recommend checking out the show notes. I enjoy reading them, and I know you guys will too. Let's move on with today. We've got Hayden's Travel Journal. If you'll remember, last week, it was a cool one. I was in Vietnam, in Saigon, and a guy had pulled up next to me, Eight Fingers, the book. You guys remember, if you don't know it, go back and listen to the last Travel Journal. And yeah, so I headed off with the guy. So today, that's where we pick it up. Across the bridge and out of the city, I finally realized that they drive on the right-hand side here. They should probably mention that to everyone in Saigon. Now, I know I'm going off script early here, but man, the driving in Saigon or Vietnam in general, you can't beat it. It is so good. People driving on the right, on the left, in the middle. And I remember I was at a, a traffic lights, a set of traffic lights. When I had, This is when I had my bike. And I'm there, they're waiting at a red traffic light. And people are just zooming past me. I'm thinking, what am I missing here? But it's just because, you know, if it's safe, you go. It makes so much sense. Anyway, let's get back to it. After a quick dinner and Vietnamese lesson with Kim's wife, we went straight to the boat. Gliding down the river, surrounded by a blanket of giant green trees, listening to the stories of the Viet Cong, it was then that I felt I was truly experiencing Vietnam, far from the rooftop bars and Australian football clubs. Throughout the trip down the river, we would stop at local villages and markets where the local people made a living off the manufacture of many different items. Rice paper, coconut candy, which is amazing, by the way, snake-infused rice wine, which is the first kind of non-vegetarian thing I've had in many years. And it was kind of weird. Like me and um, this Brazilian guy in, where were we? In Hanoi. We'll get to that. Me and this Brazilian guy in Hanoi, we drank it and it made us laugh for like 
10 minutes and then we were like sober after that really really weird anyway and plenty more that they were making taken from their fruitful and generous area walking through one of these villages kim suddenly stopped python he said somewhat nonchalant friendly he continued, picking up the giant snake as thick as a Pringles tube and twice as daunting, and resting it on my shoulders. Cool. As well as serpentine companions, we would pick different fruit from the trees we were passing and feast as we walked and talked. Lum, which I still can't say. Mango, sapo, which again I say in a Brazilian accent, I can't help it. Dragon fruit, banana, grapefruit, and the biggest jackfruits you've ever seen. They kept our energy up in the humid palm tree wilderness. Passing the crocodiles by, I'll just let that one sink in, we visited an island where there lived a guy that lived entirely of coconuts, right? Into his old age, a peace campaigner he was, he grew incredibly thin, as you would imagine, and gained a cult-like following. Well-respected, he strived to run for presidency, vowing to have peace in seven days or less. He was like the UPS of peace, but more believable. Now, this guy was cool. There was stories about him everywhere. On, on every wall you looked in this place, there was just stories about this guy and pictures, and he just lived off coconuts, man. Coolest thing. Anyway, also on the island, in homage to the now-deceased coconut monk, was a woman who survived just off chili water. As in, chili in water. She was as happy as she was skinny, and she was fairly lean. Having, in my opinion, outdone the beloved coconut monk, she had little to no following. Which is a shame, really. She was so committed and genuinely fulfilled in life. I ended my day with a dinner at my homestay and retired to my coconut tree wood-made hut. That's a long sentence, but basically I was in a hut in this kind of foresty bit. I know this sounds weird. I was in a hut in this foresty bit that was made, as I'm told, entirely out of coconut trees. And man, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. The next day, waking up bright and early, we headed out for breakfast. Onto the boat and out into the river where the marketplace was entirely buoyant. So it was the, I think they call it the floating market down in the Mekong Delta. Pretty cool. Hopping from boat to boat, feasting on different fruits and teas. After another local market where they made what we know as Rice Krispie Squares over here. And a Rice Krispie Treats, I believe in the US. We stopped at Kim's Buddhist Pagoda. The blissful serenity was short-lived as we made our next stop the roadside food market. Remember when I was young and foolish on the second page of this journal, citing the easy reaffirmation of vegetarianism? I do. In this market, for sale as food, were mice, rats, snakes, ducks, rabbits, and little dogs. They look kind of like chihuahuas, but a little bit bigger. The rabbits cleaning themselves dutifully before their beheading, and the dogs unaware of their perceived value had they been born elsewhere. Admittedly, it is exactly the same as the nicely packaged and branded slices of cow in the supermarket, and this is one thing I dislike about both cultures, West and East. And now, I'm not preaching here, guys. This is just what I wrote in the journal, and you know me, man. I'm upfront and honest about everything, so I thought I'd, you know, let it slide. Where were we? Today was also the day I took a ride in a tiny rowing boat, manned by one woman, so womaned by one woman, I suppose. After around five minutes, I got that uncomfortable feeling where you're a privileged Westerner being treated to by locals, so I asked if I could row. Instant regret. 
She must have pecks of steel. It was such tough work, and the boat full of tourists that passed seemed to find it hilarious. Taking my picture, but looking at the woman chilling out at the front of the boat, probably relaxing for the first time that day, made it completely worth it. After doing so much today, I'm so excited to see what tomorrow brings. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I realize it's just a geezer reading from his journal, but a lot of you guys tell me that you really enjoy these episodes, and I've said it before and I'll say it again, I really enjoy doing them. So I love that you guys listen to them, and I love it when you email me. And email me you can at hayden at travelstoriespodcast.com, H-A-Y-D-E-N. I do answer everything. We don't answer everything on the show. That was Jerry's today. That was just uh, just a special one, just because I wanted to introduce you guys to Nicole. She's like one of the best people ever, and you can also email her ask her anything about massachusetts boston writing anything you want she is at nicole at travelstoriespodcast.com and i'm sure she will also answer everything one more bit of housework is i'm heading to brazil as you guys know in mid-august for a while don't know how long and what i'll be doing there is i'll be setting up or i have set up already a snapchat now I'm relatively new to this stuff, man. I, d- I didn't have a Snapchat before. I-, I vaguely know how to use it. So I'm setting up a Snapchat. And I'm going to be taking some videos. It's just going to be me talking and cool Brazilian things. And I don't know, man. I think you guys will dig it. So add me on Snapchat. Oh, I never thought I'd be saying that. Add me on Snapchat. Travel Stories UK, which is the same as the Twitter. Thanks very much for listening, guys. And we'll be back on Monday with a story from myself. I hope you guys dig it. You have a good one. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to the Travel Stories Podcast. Get in touch with Hayden on Twitter at Travel Stories UK or online at TravelStoriesPodcast.com where you can find all of the show notes and resources. Subscribe to the show to join us next time for another immersive, inspiring and international travel story on the Travel Stories Podcast.